Well, that's going to do it for this week. (laughs) That was it. That was our effort for the week. (laughs) Good week, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) Welcome back to Rated Radio with your hosts, Rayburn Alexander and Shane Windham. Rayburn, catch everyone up. What's been going on in your world? Not a damn thing. Nothing? You're smiling about it. There, There is that. It brings me joy to do nothing. So lazy fucker. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I'm going to have a panic attack when I sit around and do nothing for too long. Well, nothing of importance. So I'm living. As, as, as long as it keeps you smiling, that's yeah. what's important. What about you? Uh, well, before I get there, I had a question. Okay. Last week, did you mean to say rise against or rage against the machine? Rage against the machine. Okay. Just wanted clarity. I also wanted to mention that I forgot to bring up 46 and 2, a cover by the O'Keefe Music Foundation. It's a tool cover that's done by kids, and there's even a music video, which I'll link to our YouTube playlist for the mentions, so go check that out if you want. By the time this episode launches, my first novel, Hopeless Oceans, will be on Amazon. If you want to do a nice thing for my birthday, please buy my book. Maybe even leave an honest review once you've read it. The novel's success depends completely on your support. Someone asked me a while back if there was a best way to experience the book, and the answer is yes. There's a soundtrack for it on my Spotify account, and I recommend hearing the song that goes with each chapter as you finish each chapter. You're supposed to be getting an extra chapter in December if you're on my mailing list, but if the book reaches number one in any category on Amazon, or gets at least 10 Amazon reviews, I'll go ahead and send it to everyone early. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking about this book from now on. Big thanks to everyone who's been so supportive. Roll the intro. I know, I make for great conversation today. (laughs) Shane, we covered top 10 songs this week. What was the subject of the list this week? Funeral songs? Yeah, that's what I meant. Did I say that correctly? Songs you want played at your funeral? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did you have a hard time with this? I had a little bit of difficulty. Yeah? Yeah, just a little. You don't think too much about death? No, like you said in the intro, I'm always always smiling, remember? Oh, okay. So, no, I... It took a little bit for the light bulb to go off. Gotcha. And when it did, man, it, it, it went off. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> what was your first pick? Uh, as I've stated in past episodes, so this is not going to come as a surprise, but it had to make this list. Has anyone ever written anything for you by Stevie Nicks? I have mentioned it in my top 10 songs that remind me of myself. I had to list this one. So this is a repeat from a past episode. But has anyone ever written anything for you by Stevie Nicks? I just think it's a great song. And at least myself and music being so important to me, there could be no greater honor than having someone write something about you. Yep. I'll completely agree with this recommendation, by the way. Yeah. Since I failed to do that the first time around, I think. No, I don't think so. You were like, yeah, that's a damn good song. No, you know, (laughs) you you geeked out about it, too. What uh, What's your first pick? My first pick is Untitled by the Crash Test Dummies. I actually had a near-death experience while this was playing once, 
kind of crazy when you consider how short the song is, but my heart arrhythmia uh, kicked into high gear after a big party one night. I was all alone, and it felt like my heart had stopped beating. I got very light, and things were going dark for a minute. It was peaceful, though. I've always worried that death would feel like this terrifying fight mingled with a mess of pain, but in that moment, I was completely accepting of the fact that we all have to let it all go someday. And this song captures what I suspect those final moments are like for a great many people. So try on knowing that when you hear this song. So you basically accepted your fate in that minute. Yeah. You were like, I'm going to die. And this is the way it is. And I kept living. And you kept living. (laughs) Fold again. What's your next pick? My next pick is Pictures of You by The Cure. Um, Another good one. Yeah. This song is basically about, you know, just looking at pictures of someone that was in your life that isn't in your life anymore. And I just thought it was very fitting. I love The Cure anyway. So um, Pictures of You by The Cure. It's a good song. So that's my only. I don't have a story Okay. with it. I literally, I told you this well, week was hard. It's probably good. I felt like I wrote a book for damn near every answer that I gave. Well... So storyteller over there across the way can handle it because these are just these are just songs that when i listened to them i felt myself in them and i wanted that to resonate with the people that either would or would not be attending my it makes a lot of sense yeah so what was your next pick my next pick is 33 by the smashing pumpkins uh one of the kids i grew up with was a guy named david and i remember us talking about this pumpkins album on the phone at one point back then He made a casual comment about wondering what our lives would look like when we were 33, whether or not we'd even remember having liked this song. Oddly enough, (laughs) I got a friend request from the guy on Facebook shortly after my 33rd birthday. I tend to think that we forget very little deep down. Mm -hmm. And this is one I'll not only never forget, but one I hope people think of me whenever it's played. Also, to maybe settle an argument... For some friends of mine, I once attended a New Year's party with a certain quote-unquote bad bitch wherein this album was played. And I'm not saying things happened the way Austin says they did. I only know that Codes wasn't arguing with Austin's recollection back then, for what it's worth. What do you got next? My next song for songs that I would want played at my funeral is Work Song by Hozier. I think everybody says that name differently. Well, how do you say it? Hozier. Okay. And you say it somewhere between... Who's you? Katie I'm, said Hosier. I, I can't even... I think I bounced, but it's like the Rihanna, Rihanna, which by the way, it's Rihanna. For Damn those, that. For those of you that don't know. Rihanna, that's She's, that's just fittingly sexy. I Well, yeah, but I mean, that's not the way she says it. Blue, make sure to correct me every time I say Rihanna. He's like, it's Rihanna. She said so herself. <laughs> so out of respect for... Rihanna. I'm going to say it like that from now on. Anyway, work song by Hoser. Hosier? Hoser. Hosier. Hosier. Okay, whatever. Um, the first couple lines in the song, you'll, you'll get exactly why that is my choice. Um, it's, it, it's talking about like when you die or a loved one dies and how you just kind of want to be where they are, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm trying not I'm, to sing. I'm it. having trouble over here because for some reason the Take Me to Church song is in my yeah. head. So I'm <laughs> I'm in a completely different territory. Not right that now. one. The um when my time comes around, lay me gently in the 
Oh, okay. Darker. You love yeah. that song. So, yeah. Um, I, can't... I still think it's about sex. It's... If, it, if it's about sex, hey, I mean. It's probably about both. Anyway, work song by Hozier. Good. I wasn't correcting you, by the way. No, that's I know. Just, that's just how I say it. I have no idea how it's actually I know, said. I know we have a history of Rayburn mispronouncing things and Shane being like, actually, Rayburn, this is how you. Yeah, this isn't one of those instances, <laughs> <No>. though. <laughs> What's your next pick? My next pick is Awakening by May. There are only so many things a person can be, can love, can experience in a single lifetime. This song captures how I feel about all those paths not traveled and those missed romances. The world is quite silly when it comes to how we allow ourselves to be so limited in such things, and this track was always my outlet. I'd never be me if I allowed myself to leave the world without acknowledgement of all those things I never got to be. Next pick. Damn, that was heartfelt. <laughs> Choke me up over here. My next pick. Okay, so two things. It wouldn't be a Rayburn list if some sort of soundtrack song did not make the list. Is this Disney? It is Disney. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. God, I hate that you knew that. Okay. And another thing, it also wouldn't be a um, sad playlist without a little bit of Sarah McLaughlin. So Disney, Sarah McLaughlin, think about it. I'm thinking of Spirit, Brian Adams, and okay. Sarah McLaughlin. My next pick is When She Loved Me by Sarah McLaughlin. It is from Toy Story 2. This is the song that plays when Jessie thinks about Emily, her original owner, and how Emily just sort of left her by the wayside. Um, the reason why this Sarah McLaughlin song got my pick is this is what I hope people would think when thinking about me. I'm the she and I try to love and take care of the people that are important to me in my life. Not all the time is that appreciation reciprocated, but if... Are you coming at me right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But this song sort of reiterates the fact that I loved the people that I tried to make feel important, and I took more time than probably needed to or necessary to try to make sure I let them know that how much I love them. So this song was just me letting them know, hey, regardless of what you did, I will always love you and know that I loved you like till the till the day I died. So anyway, <laughs> moving on. That got a little deep. Yeah. I had to uh choke the listeners up after what you did. Let's just keep this depression train rolling. Yeah. Choo-choo. All right, well, my next pick is not depressing. Okay. Not depressing at all. It's the song Fragile by Sting. Mm -hmm. This song will forever be linked in my mind to the 3D sonogram of my son uh, because I put that video to this track on YouTube. So, yeah, it, it kind of cemented that for me. But a little history. I discovered this song thanks to one of my favorite authors, thinkers, humans, whatever you want to say. Seth Andrews. He once wrote that he wanted this to be played at his funeral, and I get it completely. The guy's temperament, outlook, etc. is so much like my own, and I'm glad that before I died, I got to meet him and let him know that I thought he was every bit as important to minds like mine as the likes of Christopher Hitchens, that seeing him speak felt like justice done to my having missed Hitchens speak before his passing. What's your next pick? My next pick is The Ghost of You by My Chemical Romance. I wanted to put Helena in here just for the music video's sake, but I, I couldn't because that's not where my heart fell. 
Um, Ghost of You is a song about a soldier going off to war and basically saying that he's never coming home. He knows going into it that he knows he's not going to come home. Um, so that all that remains is is the ghost of himself or the ghost of his girlfriend or wife or whatever that he's leaving. So I just thought it was fitting. Never coming home. Ghost of You by My Chemical Romance. I kept waiting to find out that you were secretly a soldier in the military or mm-hmm. something. <laughs> I do that on Saturdays before I come over here. Oddly enough, I never knew that's what that song was about. I always just assumed it was a love song because I'm a giant sap. So, of course, that's what I hear. Yeah. The music video um, the music video might also sort of reiterate that because it's like set in like the 1930s and they're like at like a dance for soldiers. Right. And it it's it's shot so well, like they're out there dancing, and then all the soldiers leave the girls out on the dance floor, and then this flood of water comes in, and then they're on like the the beaches of Normandy. Is it Normandy? I think I've seen this. Yeah, uh, it's their just... vocalist is one of my favorite vocalists, by the way. Broadway. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Love that voice. Yeah, he's good. You should watch Umbrella Academy. Anyway, what's your <laughs> next pick? Uh, my final for the first half is a song called Beyond the Pines by Thrice. This song puts a voice to something I can't help understanding, and that's that we're little more than the universe trying to understand itself. We're all connected in that way. Everything we ever think of is beautiful. It's also a part of us. The death of stars, like those we gawk at in the night sky, are what made us possible. We come from the same place, and we're all going in the same direction. I remember my manager at Blockbuster once telling me that he had a feeling this band would eventually write a song that would make my top 10 all-timers list. Gotta tip my hat to the guy because he was right in a big way. Mm. You ready to get to the artist? Oh, yeah. All right. We're going to start with Chris Stapleton. Okay. You good with it? I'm fine with it. All right. I'm fine with it. You know, it's it's another country artist. I mean, <laughs> how many ways can I, can I talk about... Uh, country music and piss someone off good thing is is i don't think i'm gonna piss anybody off this well, we're week. gonna find out we're gonna find out all right chris stapleton so let's let's clarify mm-hmm. this week was slightly different because stapleton only has three albums yes so we only did three albums for each artist yes so the first album that we covered by chris stapleton was traveler from 2015 this got my top album i gave it eight fives my top track was Tennessee Whiskey, and my bottom track was Was It 26? Really? Dude, there were so many good ones. I, You know why I picked Tennessee Whiskey. Yeah. You know, Rayburn was late to the Tennessee Whiskey game. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that bottom tracks are somewhat irrelevant for this artist. Yeah, his, bo- I, his bottom track was still a four. None of these albums, no song on any of these albums got below a four for me. None of them got below a three. Yeah. So that so the bottom tracks aren't as though we're knocking these songs no, in any way. No, not at all. I'm pretty sure I listened to Was It 26 on the way over here today. Well, there you go. So. <laughs> this album also got my top pick. It had 14 tracks. 13 of those got fives from me. My top track was Fire Away. And my bottom track, even though I really like it, it's Daddy Doesn't Pray Anymore. That was that was close. I think I gave that one a four, and I was like, eh, do I want to do Daddy Doesn't Pray or Was It 26? It's one of those uh, songs, you can tell it's it's telling a story, and I wondered 
if it was going to be something that I wouldn't want to hear again after hearing it the first time. Because mm-hmm. sometimes they are. Sometimes they have some big, you know, twist that you don't see coming and, and then you just don't want to hear it again because it's not as surprising. Mm-hmm. This song is that, but I'm I can tell you I will listen to it again and again. Yeah. Oh, I found I found that to be the case with a lot of Chris Stapleton songs, yeah. which I'll get into later. The next album that we covered was From a Room, Volume 1. This was released in 2017. This got my middle. I gave it five fives. My top track was Either Way. Same. My It's so good. It's so good. It's a fucking punch in the gut. Yeah. It's so good. As I, a brutal, brutal love song. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, my bottom track was Up to No Good Livin'. My reasoning behind it was I could have done without the female vocals. I think it it was still a good song with the female vocals, but I think it could have been better if it was just him. Okay. What was yours? Uh, my bottom track was Without Your Love. Still a really good song. It's just if I had to pick a bottom, there it is. This was actually my bottom album of the three, and I only gave it four or fives. Okay. So you actually reviewed this one better than I did. I know. Look at me. Look at me go, Mom. You can do it. It's country. (laughs) The next album was From a Room, Volume 2. This was also released in 2017. So he did a lot of writing this year, which he's known for his songwriting capabilities before he even started performing. He He wrote songs for numerous amounts of country artists and Adele at one point. So he even did some stuff with Tom Petty when he was still alive. Tom Petty dissed country, and Chris Stapleton was like, here, let me write you a letter on why you're wrong. (laughs) So he did, and Tom Petty was so impressed that he asked Chris Stapleton to join them on tour and perform a little bit. That's cool. So yeah, he he got to do that right before he died, and he said it was like one of, Chris Stapleton said it was like the highlight of his career. So anyway, next one, I already said From a Room, Volume 2, was released in 2017. This got my bottom. I gave it five fives. My top track was Nobody's Lonely Tonight. My bottom track was Drunkard's Prayer. Okay. This was my middle pick. I gave it five fives as well. My top track was Trying to Untangle My Mind. And my bottom track was Scarecrow in the Garden. Really? Yeah. What did What did you give it? It was a four. It was still a four? Okay. Yeah. I think the problem that I had is it talks about uh, a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Farming, yeah, I think that's not and, something that we're well. Just having with. just having driven across the country, it just looks so desolate and so depressing that when I hear songs like that, it it almost brings me down. Yeah, because I and I, I get that that song is supposed to be of that nature and for people who are living that sort of lifestyle. Yeah, it just didn't appeal to me as much. Still a good song, but you know, can it, I ask, it was my bottom track. Can I also say? I don't know if you agree. Chris Stapleton is a great road trip artist. Yeah. You, like you put all these three albums, like you literally go to Spotify, press Chris Stapleton, shuffle all, and you are not going to be disappointed with how well his music ties in and flows with one another over long periods of time. Anyway. It's also a rare country artist where most of the tracks have something in the way of a guitar solo. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of attention to the musical instrumentation aspect of what's going on. Country music tends to have slide guitars and and banjos and that sort of thing. 
it's really it's nice here. Yeah, I don't no, know what I, I'm trying to I'm say. gonna when we get into the um the questionnaire portion, I'm gonna reiterate what you just said because I feel the exact same way. He is a he's almost like a modern take on country music with appreciation for early like Hank Williams roots. So you can you can hear the appreciation for that older style of country. But he breaks the mold when it comes to that classic country formula sound that I don't appreciate as much. But anyway. Yeah, he colors outside of the lines. Yeah, for sure. Let's so, move on to the questionnaire. What was your weirdest track? Hang on. I'm sorry. I've got them reversed here. It's <laughs> my, cool. my brain's not doing this right today. My weirdest track, I got nothing. It all fit for me. I couldn't pick a weirdest track. God dang it, Shane. Dang it. What you got? I forced myself to answer these questions. <laughs> if I knew that we were going to take the easy way out, I would have just been like, no. It wasn't easy. I probably spent most of my time trying to answer things that I had no answer for. I said up to no good living. Okay. I have no idea why I said that. I kind of understand and haven't heard this song. Some of the, uh, the wordplay mm. is hard to understand just reading a title. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Okay. I'm trying to help you out here. Huh? <laughs> You're fine. Uh, okay. What was your best title? Might as well get stoned. That was my runner up. <laughs> what did you pick? Scarecrow in the Garden. Oh, okay. I, I thought it was interesting. And it's it was, a cool title. It was a nice break from the typical, you know, up to no good living, friendship, like, like, and those classic Tennessee whiskey, you know, Drunkard's Prayer. Scarecrow in the Garden, you're like, what is that about? That's almost like yeah, kind of mystical in a way. So anyway, I didn't mean to do that weird shoulder motion when it's I said right. mystical. You move your shoulders all you want to. What was your weirdest title? Weirdest or worst? Oh, worst. I can't <laughs> read today, apparently. <laughs> Drunkard's Prayer. Okay. I, feel, I feel like I've heard it multiple times. I feel like a lot of country artists will do like drunk prayer, you know, associate intoxication with God. I like the title, but I definitely understand what you're trying to say. I would have used whiskey soaked instead. <laughs> it's his shtick. The whiskey thing is his shtick. He uh, talks about it several times. Just put whiskey in the title <laughs> of every song. What was Make your... Rayburn happy. Yeah. What was your worst title? Mine was The Devil Named Music. And again, that's just because when I read it, I didn't know what it was trying to say. I think a if they had just said, or if he had just said that devil named music, I wouldn't have had any confusion in my head. You can read it two different ways, like that the devil named the music, mm -hmm. you know? I think you you were just wanting him to give you that old devil moon. Maybe. <laughs> Subtle Finian's rainbow reference. <sighs> trying to talk about Stapleton and you got me I know. <laughs> What was your strongest element? Uh, he doesn't rely solely on his exquisite voice to pull him through a song. Mm -hmm. His voice really is exquisite, but there is so much attention paid to the music as well, mm -hmm. and that was extremely refreshing. You? While I agree with what you said, I listed two words for this answer, and the words were, that voice cannot escape me even if I tried. He is so gifted in his musical range and just that that gruff raspiness of his voice while being able to give you some sweet, sexy soul. Oh, hooked me. 
I was singing Tennessee whiskey to Taylor. Yeah. I was in the kitchen making him some food this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he like throws his little Kindle fire on the ground and starts dancing around and stuff. That's the power of that dude's voice. There's no mm-hmm. music or anything. It's mm-hmm. just me singing the lyrics at random. And- oh yeah, I loved I loved his guitar stylings. Like I said, the the way he sets up his songs and doesn't overtly thrust this is country in your face. Thrust thrust, thrust in your face. No I, less. I stand by what I said. He doesn't he doesn't <laughs> push that in your face necessarily. There's so many other different people that i thought he sounded like a little bit which we'll talk about in a minute uh he's just a good blend of a lot of different genres to me yeah which it's country i'm let's not beat around the bush chris stapleton is country but you hear other inspirations from other dif- from other genres that i appreciated what's your weakest element his new album is not out yet that's a I took a cop out. I took a cop out. His new album is not out yet. It releases in November. So I was kind of disappointed that we got him so early because I was wanting to throw that new album in with our rating system, and we can't because it doesn't come out till November. I said occasional country tropes and pandering to the country audience. It's to be expected, Mm -hmm. and it's it's rare here. He's got four kids. He's trying to make a living. Yeah, I understand completely, (laughs) and I I think he. He writes from a place that's genuine, mm-hmm. so I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. I just can't always relate to some of that stuff. So. A scarecrow in the garden, not living the farm life. Yeah. Sounds like. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Michael Bolton. I was not ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to let you finish. Go ahead. Okay. Michael Bolton, John Mayer with guitar stylings, Hank Williams, more specifically the I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry. More of you sounds a lot like I'm so lonesome I could cry. To me, Chris Stapleton's more of you sounds like that. Gavin DeGraw and his vocal. <laughs> Don't at me with, with that impression. The Black Keys with some of their hard-hitting drum. Same with Arctic Monkeys and Aretha Franklin. I told you you weren't ready. No, I was not ready for the majority of that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, the only country artist I listed was Hank Williams. Like I said, he pulls from other genres that I appreciate. God damn it. I, you got me punching desks. I'm just keep, keep my hands in my pockets. This always happens. Okay. So my little answer was to me, he sounded like all of these artists that I'm about to mention on some seriously country shit. Okay. He sounds like Hozier. He sounds like Jeff Buckley. He sounds like John Mayer. He sounds like Eric Clapton. He sounds like Sean Mullins. All on some seriously country shit. I I can see all of those. It's just at weird times, like especially like with the Michael Bolton thing. I think I heard the... And it sounded like Michael Bolton. I'm like, Michael Bolton? That wasn't even the weirdest of what you said either. What was the weirdest? I, I can't even wrap my mind around it right now. I said Aretha Franklin because of I'm his not thinking soul, but... Aretha Franklin. Okay. That yeah. makes some sense. Okay. We both said John Mayer. I, I can't even... I'm telling you, I'm going to play this back and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> when to listen or how does the music make you feel? I said when drinking is when you should listen to this music. And it makes me feel like I'm drunk in the country on a fall night. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Fall. Fall. 
it's it's almost here. Yeah. You? But I said when to listen and how does it make me feel? Appreciating my southern roots. I don't often like to dip into the fact that I am southern. I try very hard not to really have an accent, although I'm not listening to me a lot. You just made me want some Levi Garrett Dude. really bad. <laughs> so I, but I do appreciate where I came from and there's a, there's a level of s- southernicity that I will never be able to escape. Southernicity. I just made that word Put up. that on a Trademark. shirt. Southernicity. <laughs> what the fuck? Listen it. Southernicity. Uh, your first or best experience with this artist? Tennessee Whiskey. Hmm. You know this story. Yeah. Okay, so everybody was ranting and raving about Tennessee whiskey about two years before I got a hold of it. Um, I I don't listen to country very often. I mostly listen to that really early country like Loretta Lynn, Patsy Cline, Hank You can't tell her shit. Yeah, but Blue sat me down and was like, listen to this song. You got to hear this. So he played Tennessee whiskey and that... I was like, no. I looked at him and then I heard that voice and I literally gave Blue a look of like, hold up, wait a minute. (laughs) Excuse me? Who is this? And ever since then, I've been in love with Chris Stapleton's soulful voice. It's beautiful. My first experience was trying unsuccessfully to tell a lot of people about Tennessee whiskey. Surely I was not one of those people. Yeah. No. You were one. Moving on. Who do you want this artist to collaborate with? What song would you like this artist to cover? I figured it out. I'm ready. Uh, maybe I'm not ready. Let's I do it anyway. A, I picked a song, not by the collaboration artist. Okay. I don't ever do this. I want him to collaborate with John Mayer, and I want them to cover Take Me Home, Country Road by John, Den- by John Denver. <laughs> Why do you look afraid? It's John Denver. Yeah, I was just making sure because it didn't sound right when you I said it. I'm like, deer in the headlights yeah, look on your face. Yeah. I didn't want to be wrong. I was like, it's John Denver. Why am I not confident in my in It's probably because John Mayer was right before that. Probably. It's another John. Yeah. So I found out later that Chris Stapleton actually did, at the end of last year, collaborate with John Mayer hmm. in concert. But they came up with a song. It's called I Just Remembered That I Didn't Care. Um, John Mayer was like, Chris, I want you to come join me live on stage. Should we sing one of your songs or one of mine? And Chris Stapleton was like, Let's just write our own. And they did. Like, a couple days before he showed up. And name the song is I I just remembered that I didn't care. They also performed Slow Dancing. I might have to go listen to that. It's good. I won't watch it, but I'll listen to it. I don't know if it's on Spotify. I'm just saying if I can find it. Yeah, you can find it. It's on YouTube. I have a big problem with John Mayer live. Really? He makes some weird faces and it just oh, takes me out Oh, it's far enough of, away. I don't think you'll care. Out. But yeah, John Mayer, Take Me Home Country Road. That song is already so good. I think with their vocals and guitar stylings together, I think that it could bring a little extra to that song, especially a new modern take with two newer artists. Gotcha. What's yours? I said Alison Krauss. That's a good one. Uh, She is the person responsible for Union Station and a lot of the production to the soundtrack for Oh Brother Where Art Thou, which incidentally is what a lot of Stapleton's music reminds me of, is that soundtrack. But listen to a song like Let Me Touch You for a While by Alison Krauss in Union Station, and yes, the poster is on the wall. <laughs> I had to point I had to, to point. it in case he <laughs> forgot. I don't we... want FOP, goddammit. 
Stepford Dane, man. Yeah. We grew up watching this movie. And if you want to know any, you'll find out soon enough because he's going to be on. He's going to be our next guest, I'm pretty sure. If you want to know anything about my dad, watch Your Brother Where Art Thou and then turn around and watch Sling Blade. You'll just about learn everything you need to know. Yeah, I loved the years of Mike, his brother, showing mm -hmm. up to family events and continually telling him, I can't watch it and not think of you. Oh, yeah. Because every time we get to that part where he's like, I got this there. <laughs> God. <laughs> you got them depression on. Yeah, they got this depression on. I got to do for me, me and mine. I'm going to R-U-N-N-O-F-T. Yeah. It's that movie is so quotable. I'm so, oh, it's so good. Okay. Anyway. Okay. You said horrible. That I was. I said horrible. To, yeah. You Did said, I? You said that movie is so horrible. No. And, and you. No, it's not horrible. It's so good. It's so good. Fuck uh, me, man. The, the song I would want Stapleton to cover is the old violin by Johnny Paycheck. Go listen, and you'll understand why. That's all I've got to say about that. That's all I've got to say about that. What makes this artist seem unique? Uh, he highlights the overlooked aspects of soul and bluegrass in country music. Modern country tends to lean more into the pop elements and that cookie cutter formula. You're not breaking the mold completely with this, but you are getting so much uh, blues, soul, bluegrass infusion. I just had infusion. a realization. What? And I think you're the cause of this realization. Maybe I don't really like that pop country sound. Maybe I like bluegrass. Were you here when I uh sat everyone down to do ratings? No. There was a an event at one point. We were drinking and I just randomly decided that we were going to listen to bluegrass music and that's what we listened to all night because when we turned it on it was I don't think so. surprisingly good and we didn't want to turn it off. I don't think so. No. Toby had to have been here. Give that a shot sometime. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm just now realizing that I think I lean more towards bluegrass in the in the country genre because I we so effectively talked about bro country. I don't think I'm a fan of bro country. I like a lot of it. I forgot to say that Alison Krauss is also responsible for whiskey. Nickel Creek. Oh, I was going to say Whiskey Lullaby. She's also in that. Yeah. Which made your list on, or made that song other that made your, list, yeah, yeah, that other depressing list. Anyway, I <laughs> your answer. I said, "What makes this artist seem unique is his voice and modern take on southern, a southern country sound." So it, like I said before, he shows appreciation to that older styling of country without being like, "Gotta get on my tractor," and like stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of older country artists could write outlaw rock in a way that modern artists can't. Because it's just so one-dimensional, you see right through it. Stapleton pulls it off. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, I mean, we've acknowledged it, but I don't, I can't not overly acknowledge his writing capabilities too. Yeah. There's not very many artists that I'm like, oh, they're, they're good writing. They're good lyrics. Again, that's not my, that's not my forte. That's usually where Shane falls. If I can get hooked with a good hook or a melody or a beat or something, you got me. I'm pretty sure that. Either Way track that we settled on as our top track for mm -hmm. the second album was completely acoustic. Like, mm -hmm. it's just an acoustic guitar. And his vocals. And you're, I'm sure if you're listening to it, you're thinking, okay, it's a decent track. And then the chorus hits, Dzam. That song reminds me of, of my mom and dad. I wasn't going to say that, but I'm going to say it now. You know well, the I song. Don't. Yeah, I know the song. I don't. Isn't it, isn't it Love You Either Way or I'm, or I'm Not Gonna Love You Either Way? I won't. Okay. 
Never I mind. Won't love you. Never mind, mom and dad. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Love you. How could this artist be most successful in the future? Continue to make music for a whole new genre of modern country listeners. Yep. Keep doing what you're already doing. I wouldn't change a thing. Who would you recommend Stapleton to and why? All right, Krista. I'm singling you out because I tried like hell this whole week to get you to listen to Tennessee Whiskey and you just wouldn't do it. That's your mom. Yes. I would suggest this artist to anyone that thinks they hate country music. My answer literally says people who say they hate country music. I was one of those people. I th- thanks, mom. It was of no, you know, no, no real thanks to you, dad. You showed me '90s country, and I tie a lot of like the '90s country and like those older artists to you. A lot of Johnny Cash, June Carter, Loretta Lynn, coal miner's daughter. Anyway, thanks, dad, for letting giving country a chance because mom sure as hell wasn't mom listen to chris stapleton it'll change your view if you give it time to be fair to your mom your dad likes to joke yeah i don't know why you gotta be angry all the time and i'm sure he drove her up the wall with some of the worst songs on purpose (laughs) do you have any optional discussion topics um if you're not ready to dive in solely on chris stapleton and you kind of want to tip your toes in the water of Chris Stapleton, listen to Say Something with him and Justin Timberlake. And there's another song called Blow with Ed Sheeran and Bruno Mars and Chris Stapleton. You you don't think it would be what it is. Yeah, I haven't heard either of these. But Ed Sheeran gets into his like rock aesthetic and then Chris Stapleton. They each get a verse. It's Ed Sheeran, Chris Stapleton, and then Bruno Mars. It's a unlikely pairing of all three of them. And I think they balance each other out well. Um, Justin Timberlake, Say Something. I think I knew about Say Something before Tennessee Whiskey, but I was like, who the hell is this dude? I think he went out and performed (laughs) live with Justin Timberlake. And I was like, I did not come for this. I came for Justin. But in that song, Chris Stapleton's vocals aren't highlighted as much as his single stuff is. And I think that's why I didn't pay attention is that voice and that, just it in the song, me. or did you actually see this artist live? No, I didn't see this okay. artist live. It was on a. Um, I was about no, to say. It was the like fuck a. Fuck is wrong with you? It was an MTV VMA performance, and it was like Justin Timberlake performing his new single because his they were really pushing his new album, uh, "Man of the Woods." Okay. And they, he, you know, he comes out and he starts doing the say something, and then they're like featuring Chris Stapleton, and I was like. Who the fuck is this dude? Get out of here. He just sort of backed up the star, which was Dustin Timberlake. And then I find out later on his single stuff, like there's a whole level of soul in in his voice that I did not hear because it was being covered up by Justin Timberlake. Yeah. So that's why I didn't pay attention. Um, And that's pretty much it for me. Say something, Justin Timberlake, blow Ed Sheeran and Bruno Mars. Blow Ed Sheeran. Blow Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Pretty sure some people in the world have that covered right about now. I, <laughs> yeah, I am not one of them, but I know he's doing just fine. She would like to be. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Rupert Grint looking motherfucker. He's the glue, man. I feel like... Of any, Harry Potter? Any, no. Oh. I'm, okay. Goodbye. God, you just... You threw me into Harry Potter while I'm I was sorry. trying to talk about Ed Sheeran. I'm looking at this plaque. Oh, my God. Okay. It's Hogwarts plaque and the poster. Yeah, okay. Give me a break. Sheeran, 
is like musical glue. I feel you could put him anywhere with any artist and he's going to tie them together. Yeah. He's very diverse. Yeah, it took me a while to understand that, but we're not here to talk about it about Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Especially so, blowing Ed Sheeran. No. My notes. <laughs> <laughs> At times, Stapleton leaned heavier into the Brad Paisley formula of songwriting, specifically Songs in a Room Volume 1. I feel like that was the case. And that's not a knock on what he does, or especially not what Brad Paisley does. It just felt familiar to me. And so I had a harder time with that versus what he did on albums one and three. Mm. Often his music reminded me of Merle Haggard and Keith Whitley. And if you know me, you know that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Oddly, as weird as the Lee Bryce versus Alicia Keys episode felt, uh, this artist strikes chords of similarity with both of those artists. Mm. If Alicia Keys and Lee Bryce had a baby and that baby was a good writer... And could perform. I think it's his, safe to say that would be music, the case. Well, yeah, because he's got he would have like the soul and like modern. I get I don't know mix of genres from Alicia Keys, but then those classic Southern roots from Lee Bryce. Yeah, I wanted Lee Bryce to be Chris Stapleton. Lee Bryce was not Chris Stapleton. There was only one Chris Stapleton. I love Chris Stapleton. You just knocked Lee Bryce again. I'm, <laughs> I'm already. You know what? I've already this. disappointed your mother enough, Annie. I love you. Please let me come to Thanksgiving and Christmas this year. The song, Was It 26, felt similar to me to Bon Jovi's Blaze of Glory. Okay. I think if you listen, you'll hear it. Outlaw State of Mind, the guitar in that song, reminded me of a track by Sabotage called Man in the Mirror. And I know you have no idea what I'm talking about, so it's fine. Talking Man in the Mirror. No. Nope. And all I can think about is Michael Jackson. I know. I know. Nobody to Blame sounds a lot like Daryl Singletary's remake of I'd Love to Lay You Down. It was originally performed by Conway Twitty. Mm. Uh, be sure to listen to Arkansas by John Oates and also a song called What I've Done by Ian Moore if you like what Stapleton does. And that's all I've got. Are we going to move along? Yes. Let's move along. you go first with your song suggestion or recommendation of the week okay my recommendation for the week is a song by king 810 called wolves run together if you want to know where i'm taking the broadwater book series here's your hint you well a lot of important things are set to happen this week in the week to come not only will Shane's newest novel, Hopeless Oceans, be unveiled to the public on September 7th, but the anniversary of the birth of the suavest some bitch I know is also set to occur. So raise your glasses to my devoted co-host, cousin, and friend, Shane Windham, and wishing him a happy birthday. And as a happy birthday to my boy, my song recommendation this week is Birthday Song by 2 Chains. <laughs> Featuring Kanye West, because I know at the end of a long day, all anyone, especially Shane Windham, really wants is a big booty hoe. Happy birthday, dog. I was trying to think of, I felt very in the woods, someone reading something like that, you know? Because <laughs> yeah, usually it's, it's you. Because it's about me and, and it, you know, and then you got to the end and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Big booty hoe. I, I, you know my style. I was torn between that and another birthday song, and I was like, nah, this is the one. This is the one. Are you plugging anything? That's 
Hopeless Ocean. Okay. I got my plug and my my song recommendations. I will be pre-ordering Hopeless Oceans. It releases tomorrow. I'm glad that you touched on the Spotify playlist that's been existing for a while, but we haven't had the novel to go with it. Yeah. Also, can I mention how cool it was on your Facebook for you to list locations and pictures of locations for the characters that go along in your book? A lot of work has gone into this novel. I'm sure it will not disappoint. I am looking forward to reading it. And I think anyone will be able to find something in any of these characters that they can relate to. And all those pictures are from the neighborhood I grew up in. Yeah, I recognize some of them. That's why I was like, this is so cool. I had to Google satellite, all that shit to get exactly what I wanted. I had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, it was cool. I didn't expect it. It it was just like on a random Tuesday or something. And I was like, hey, because I knew some of the characters and I knew that some of the people that you grew up with inspired those characters. So I was like, the fact that you took the time to go back and are setting this whole world up around these characters that a, a reader can recognize. Yeah. It's really cool. So Hopeless Oceans coming out tomorrow, September 7th. <laughs> I'm sure your dad enjoyed seeing the mud trails off the side of the trailer park. <laughs> Speaking of that, um, by the way, congratulations, James and Ashton, on your recent nuptials. I wish you years and a lifetime of wedded bliss with each other. I did not go to the wedding, but my parents did. Okay, you said James, and I was like, did your father get married? No. <laughs> Dude, not in no Don and Jeff's son. Okay. James, he got married. Um, but my parents were in Denton the whole weekend, and I guess during the break of all the the wedding stuff, they decided to take a trip down memory lane, and I just happened to be on the phone with them at the time, and they... Drove by the old trailer, and apparently the yard looks like crap. But the tree looks great. That place is fucking wild to drive through now. Yeah. So it is the wild west out there. They went by Crawford, Bobolink, and they're on the phone with me this entire time. My mom's trying not to choke back tears. Like, <laughs> oh my God, it looks so different. So it was cool to be able to revisit that with your post and, you know, hearing about it because there were a lot. I didn't even live there, and there were a lot of good memories that were spent there when I visited. So memories that I'm not ever going to forget. We weren't even allowed to take you out for the real fun. No. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. Sorry. I didn't get high and pass out in a drainage ditch and feel the curvature of the earth like Katie got to. That's not all I'm talking about. No, I know. But I, I I never got to, like, roam the area, I think... A couple. I I remember stealing a sign with Katie and your mom, yeah, and Jordan to go in their room. I had to sit on it. I felt I felt like such a criminal. Yeah, it was. It's probably once a year that I was sharing a dog attack story. <laughs> so when it, when you would come over and you would stay, you weren't really allowed to go very far. Yeah. Anyway, my plug for the week is Gabriella Quevedo on YouTube. She does acoustic renditions of all kinds of songs. I'm recommending her. Because this is a nice way to hear popular music in an alien way. It gives a lot more weight to the argument that all new music isn't garbage by letting you hear the complexity of the full arrangements of those songs. Mm. And I'll add a video of hers to our YouTube playlist. Cool. So something that's not like overproduced and... It's just her and an acoustic. She doesn't sing. She, uh, She takes all elements. So the vocals, you get the melody... It's all thrown together on a guitar. She's performing it all of one, all at once. Think of a 
Think of what Lindsey Buckingham does on stage mm. when he's alone with his guitar. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like that. Which we've established. Lindsey, that's your strength. Go, Lindsey. Yeah. All right. You Let, ready to move on? Yeah, let's move along. I'm glad we had three albums. This week was stressful as hell for me. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm glad that it kind of worked out that way because with the book release and everything, I've been telling you this whole time, do not overwork yourself. Do not overstress. I know. Had to. I know me saying that you still were doing that. You live, you live your life pretty much in constant stress of a different project. So. But I love what I do. Second artist we covered was Godsmack. Godsmack. I'm going to let you take the reins on this one and list the albums. Okay. Since I did Stapleton. So first up, we had their self-titled from 1998. This was my top pick. I gave it eight fives. My top song was Moon Baby. My bottom song was Someone in London. All right. Well, we got the same bottom. This was also my top. I gave it three fives. And my top track was Stress. So don't have much to say about that. What did you say your top track was? Stress. Stress. Okay. I liked Moon Baby too. Yeah. I don't think it got a five though, because I didn't get very many of those. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Next well, album. Got that out of the way. Next yep. album is Awake from 2000. This took my middle pick. My top track was Sick of Life. My bottom track was The Journey. I gave the album five fives. This was my bottom. I gave it two fives. My top track was Trippin'. My bottom track was also The Journey because it was, uh, was it a talk track or instrumental? can't remember. It's kind of a noise track. I think I think most of the bottom tracks are that for this artist. A There's bo- only one on every album. Yeah. Well, as a runner up, because I feel like I'm being unfair to the instrumental tracks or the talk tracks. I want to diss two songs. Let's get to it. Vampires was my runner up. I was going <laughs> to. <laughs> I wanted to give some thoughts, but I'm no, not going to do it. No, give some thoughts. We have time, my, man. Me- my memory of vampires was this is a, a lot of potential in mm-hmm. a song title, mm-hmm. and I don't think it got there for me. Okay. Maybe I'm misremembering. Who knows? So it was Never Ending Story. Oh, don't start with Never Ending okay. Story. That is a fantastic song. Okay. Sorry. With a I great just, melody. I just wanted to bring that up. Touch on that. The third album we covered was Faceless from 2003. This fell to the bottom for me. I gave it four fives. Top track continues to be I Stand Alone. Bottom track was The Awakening. Holy hell. Well, we got the same top track and bottom track. Cool. Um, This fell in the middle for me, and I gave it two fives. Well, all right. I know who your winner is. Uh, yeah. Mine was Stapleton as well, but okay. not by much. Not Okay. Not by a whole lot. Oh. I mean, yeah, no. no. Not for you. I know. Whole, whole, I can count. Whole lot. Whole I can lot. count. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I apologize for nothing, and I'm going to say why. It's your taste. What? I know. I know. But I, f- I keep having to reiterate to everyone, I am not a professional. I am, I, I'm, I'm just here doing what, what I do, and you're not going to agree with it, and that's fine. I don't agree with, with what other people think. My problem and I've said this over and over again, I, the older I get, the more tolerant I become of other people's tastes and their view on music. I absolutely hate it when someone's like, no, this person's garbage. I don't want to listen to it. 
I, you know, yeah, we I'm, agreed on that right out of the gate. I am, so. yeah, and I'm trying to be more tolerant of people that are like that, or they only listen to certain artists and they never branch out of their musical spectrum. It is so difficult, though, because what do you say to someone that the, that they're like, "Let me tell you why you're wrong <laughs> about your opinion." Yes. So I think further down the line, you might actually be more appreciated than I am because you're not harsher. Your fives are more difficult to attain, I feel like, than mine are. Yeah. So a lot of listeners may lean eventually yeah. on that, not on... When I, give a per- when I give a perfect score, if that ever happens, it's going to be some real shit. There's going to be confetti cannons going it's, off in here. It's going to be something own. I give like two fives, I bet. It'll be the most boring shit I've ever listened to in my life. You I'm know ready what? for it. And you're going to let me celebrate however I feel fit to celebrate. <laughs> By the way, it's coming, but I downloaded a uh, clip app of different noises. Nice. I'm going to fuck you up. Okay. Okay. But I figured, I thought you might give a perfect score to Chris Stapleton this week, but that's the reason why I looked at you right before we started, and I'm like, oh, I don't have my phone. It was close. I really wondered... If it was going to happen. I almost gave Traveler all fives. And I will say that as far as Godsmack goes, this turned out a lot better than I thought it was going to. This actually turned out worse than I thought it was going to. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Let's well, move on to the questionnaire. All right. What was your weirdest track? Vampires. Although this past week I watched a lot of What We Do in the Shadows. TV show on Hulu based on the um, the movie by... I always mess up his name, like something, white, white, like, I don't know. He played Krog in uh, <laughs> in Thor Ragnarok. He's hilarious. You may as well say it's old Greg. I have no idea <laughs> who you're talking about. Some people might. Uh, what was your weirdest track? The Journey. Something, I, it, I think that introduced a song. Mm-hmm. But it, it didn't match the sound. There was something about it that threw me off. I, I don't know. Your best title. Moon Baby. That's a good one. I thought it was cool. My favorite's I Fucking Hate You. That's a good one. Because you know I'm going to listen to the song. Uh Uh-huh. And I do love that song. (laughs) What was your worst? Changes. There's enough to contend with. You've got Bowie's changes, Black Mm -hmm. Sabbath's changes, Mm -hmm. Tupac's changes Mm -hmm. without throwing. And those are far superior songs. They're better. And what would you have used instead? Another weak chorus. Damn, that's harsh. I don't think I was that harsh. What was your answer? Mistakes. And I would have just called it something different, like same old mistakes. Just more words? Just that's more, what you wanted? Just, well, they say same old mistakes in the song. I just think same old mistakes would have been a little bit more interesting than just mistakes. She saw it and thought, yeah, listening to this is going to be a mistake. <laughs> well, you said it, not me. Anyway, what was their strongest element for you? Uh, Their drummer kind of steals the show. I don't know because the lead vocalist is also a drummer, a spectacular drummer. Mm -hmm. Yes. I've actually already added a video to our YouTube playlist of Mm -hmm. them going back and forth on stage for about eight minutes. Phenomenal. But I don't know if the drum complexity that I'm hearing in most of the songs, if it's because Sully is playing drums too, or if their drummer is just that fucking talented. Yeah. Either way, it goes much further than the rest of the group tends to. That's how he started out his career was being the drummer of another band. And apparently the lead singer was a pretentious asshole that was a spoiled brat. 
And they kicked Sully out of the band for, I guess, not agreeing with the lead singer. So he was just like, screw it. I'm going to be the lead singer of this other band. <laughs> and I guess I say he ditched the the drummer um, aspect of it. But we all, we all know that that's not the case. He's got a great voice. They've got a great sound. Uh, the drums just tend to be what I'm paying the most attention to because they are more complex than the rest of what's going on. I said guitar riffs. Okay. So like that, it takes me back to a time when that style of guitar riffing was popular. I highly doubt Joseph's going to hit our social media with anything negative about what you just said. But there's a possibility? No, there's a possibility I might say something negative about what you just said, but I think I need to keep in mind the same thing that Joseph needs to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. That's my brother-in-law for listeners. Mm -hmm. He came onto our uh, social media to defend Tool. We agree about Adam, Joseph. We agree. He's very talented. But what the two of us need to keep in mind is that you're not a guitarist. No. You're not someone who plays guitar. No. So measuring complexity... I'm an unbiased perspective. To a, to a degree, I yeah, think. Yeah, to, to a degree when it comes to guitar riffing. Yeah. So what would you say is their weakest element? The lyrics can be vapid in places. It sort of sometimes sounds like just some things you scream when you're angry. Okay. <laughs> right, like just off the, cuff, <laughs> off the cuff shit I'm screaming. Like the sheer number of times they say get away on that first album. Yeah. Across different tracks and then uh the other part of my answer is some over-reliance on power chords in the guitar riffing Mm -hmm. which is fine i like power chords i like their usage i like the sound of their guitar it makes sense why you said what you said now i just want more complexity as a guitarist i know the majority of what you're doing is holding one finger across a number of strings and just moving your hand yeah it's there's more to it than that but there is a little bit of over-reliance on those power chords at least from what we've heard of their discography so far. I said same song formula. It's re- it, I, the biggest issue that I had when listening to God Smacked, it, it got smacked. You got God Smacked. You got God Smacked. Uh, God Smacked was, <laughs> was that the, it was just, it was repetitive and not repetitive in the way that irks Katie so much. It was, <laughs> that was a, that was a sideways comment about Katie. Um, it was just, A lot of them sounded the same. Yeah. And even the ones I appreciated voodoo for being different, even though that whole chorus sticks with you and it's just, you get stuck in your head. Yeah. Voodoo is a song that I have trouble listening to. I think if I can just fast forward past the little intro part, Mm -hmm. then I'm good with listening to the song. But damn, did everyone and their dog want to play that fucking song mm-hmm. back then? It was the only song on the CD that most people wanted to play. Mm-hmm. And there's so much good material on that first album. It's like, fuck, did you really not listen to the rest of this? Yep. Anyway, where are we at? <laughs> Sounds like. I said Seven Dust. If you listen to Home, the title track from the Home album by Seven Dust, you'll hear the similarities. The thing is, Godsmack is less complex. But Godsmack, I think, is trying to have more fun. They have more mainstream appeal. They want you banging your head and enjoying it while you're doing it. They want a release for you of some sort. Oh. Whereas, man, you are all up in the gutter today. (laughs) Sorry. Go blow Ed Sheeran down. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. 
Can't help myself. What was your answer, horny girl? <laughs> I said buck cherry, drowning pool, disturbed, and seether. Good picks. Thank you. I like to think that I know at least a fraction of what I'm talking about. Yeah. What would you, uh, when would you listen to it and how does the music make you feel? Oh. Right, keep it under wraps here. Okay. Don't, okay. I'm don't gonna... start, don't start giggling at me okay. again. But when you need to blow off some steam. Because you said blow. Yes. Okay. That's, that's when I would listen to the, God smack stuff. And uh, the music makes me feel like an Alabama man. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, go check out our YouTube mentions <laughs> playlist. It's a clip from South Park. I said, makes me feel sweaty. I'm like, I want to chug a $10 shit beer. Shit beer. Shit beer. Like, in an outdoor schlitz? venue. I'm not a beer connoisseur. Don't be throwing this shit at me. No, I don't know what you're talking about when it comes to beer. You remember talking about Harold? Yeah. Missy's boyfriend, he was an alcoholic, mm-hmm. and Schlitz was his thing, and I still can't handle that beer. I was thinking about like some hot bush light beer that you've been yeah, leaving in the back of your car. The, you're in the right vicinity, <laughs> okay. that's for damn sure. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking of. It just, it makes me feel like I'm, at, I'm in an outdoor venue, it's hot, I just want something to drink, and I gotta pay $10 for this shit beer that I don't really want. That's just, that's how God's back makes me feel. Concert goers, if you're just coming onto the scene, please know that these days they actually do sell better beers at most venues. Yes, yes. And the shit beers. Yes. They are expensive. Yes. What was your first or best experience with God's back? Listening to the self-titled album at the Yellow House and Justin. It's funny that you say that because I said the cover art for that first album you guys had it, and I remember seeing it in one of the vehicles. I can't remember if it was your mom's Taurus or it was some shit car that you had when you were younger, but I remember seeing it. Man, I didn't have shit cars when I was younger. What are you talking about? Okay. Someone had a shit car. My first car was, was a it. fairly souped-up black Ford Contour. Then I don't know whose car it was. Beyond that, yes, I own shit cars. <laughs> okay. So I remember seeing the CD, that CD, in one of the cars, and I remember hearing Voodoo. Because that was on that album, correct? Yes. Last yeah. track. Yeah. So I remember that song was played quite a bit just because it's... And it's a good song. It's not a bad song. I think they have better songs. Agreed. So who would you like them to collaborate with? I tried. I really did. I couldn't come up with anything for either. And I think that speaks to how fast this group's sound gets old for me. Okay. And I was did that harsh? A little, but I'm going to ease the pain of that of that wicked burn. I said Seether. It took me a while to I went through a bunch of different artists that I thought would could do something with them, and Seether was the one that I ended up settling on. Mainly their newer stuff that they're releasing. I think if Godsmack wanted to partner with them on a song, I don't think it would be terrible. Joseph sent me a video this week yeah. of a Seether song. Oh god. And the question was did we just get ripped off or what? What song was it? I don't remember what the title oh, was. Dang. I think it's a new one that's coming out. He said, the riff to this sounds just like your memory doesn't burn, which is one of the songs from my Spotify albums mm-hmm. that Joseph helped me write. And uh, yeah, it really does. <laughs> anyway, did you get a cover? No. no you know cover? me. Okay. Chris Stapleton was a special exception. That's not going to happen very often. Godsmack should cover a Chris Stapleton song. Shut your mouth. Don't even say that. Why? You you honestly think that that would be good? I would listen to it. No. No. I don't it, think it so. It might be interesting. I don't know. And I sound like the people that I'm like, oh, I hate it when people are like that. 
I just don't think, I just don't think it would work. May I, I would love to be, I would listen to it to see if it works for me. I'll say that. There you go. Doesn't be, mean I'll listen to it again. Be open to it. I'll be open to it. Arms <laughs> wide open, spread open. I'll be open to it, but I can't uh, promise that it's going to be good. I'll give it a shot. Stapleton got her spread open. <laughs> uh, what makes this artist seem unique? The guitar and singing style at the time. I said smoky southern hard rock vocals. Really like their sound. Mm. Like the vocal styling. It just doesn't go very far. Did you know that Sully said there was a rumor floating around that um, Allison Chains' lead singer inspired Sully's sound? Mm-mm. Yeah, that was a rumor. He he debunked that and said that he takes the one that I was surprised about. It said he takes stylings from Steven Tyler of Aerosmith. Hmm. So I was like, wow, I didn't get that at all. But maybe I'll have to listen again. <laughs> I'll have to agree, sadly. So. How could this artist be most successful in the future? Switch it up and experiment with sounds. I don't hate experimentation. I respect when an artist does try to break from the norm and experiment a little bit. Now, whether or not they hit the nail on the head, that's a whole different story. But I think that they were acting on the same formula and I wanted to hear something different. What about you? Uh, I said that the guitar and the vocal complexity did improve. It just needs songs to be more solid in all places. A lot of the time, if a song had a great hook, the verse may have felt weak lyrically or with regard to the riff melody that was being used or the other way around. Sometimes songs have this absolutely killer sound and the chorus, it just wasn't there. I keep thinking about voodoo. <laughs> you keep saying that and I keep thinking about voodoo and I'm like, yep, check. Check. I think Voodoo's got a good chorus. It just, it I got know a, it got a little played out. And the, in the uh, what are the other parts of the song called? Verses. Yes, the verses were lackluster. The chorus was the thing that was like pulled you in and became like a ear wig earworm. Yeah. I don't know. That, was, but you saying that the chorus was good, but then everything else was pretty lackluster. Yeah, and to balance here, just in case anyone feels as though I'm being too negative with regard to Godsmack, I'd say that. One of my favorite bands that we've already talked about is Nightwish. One of their weakest elements for me is the drums. And I would gladly take the drummer from this band or just the drum sound in general, insert it into Nightwish. What if they were your collaboration artist? There's a thought. You know, I, I clearly, I was having a tough week. It's yeah. been a long, hard week. Yeah. I'm numb now to it all. So. Okay. Okay. No more laughs. Fine. Uh, there, there might be some. Be like that. That was weak. Who would you recommend this artist to and why? To anyone creating an, an alternative metal playlist. They're a staple for the music at that time. And I just feel like you can't have a playlist like that without Godsmack on it. Right. So that's mine. I said someone just getting into hard rock. This is a good place to start, specifically that self-titled album. It is a classic for hard rock. Any optional discussion topics? No. I sounded bitter when I said it. I was picking up my sheet. I didn't want all my noise oh. in your answer. <laughs> I thought that was like, you're going to do this over. No. How did you say it? No. No. <laughs> I'm done. I assume you have plenty, though. I don't have a whole lot. Okay. I'm, I'm paring down. I think I overload people. I'm trying to stop that. Really? 
You called my last joke weak. I'm not even trying. I said overload, and that See, was funny. There's that a reason. is the thing that I appreciate when you're not trying. There's a reason I'm going for <laughs> lowbrow. It's because you giggle at the dumbest shit. Some of our listeners are immature children at their heart, too. So Some of our hosts are immature children at their heart. You're welcome. That's all <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. I know. I don't have a problem with it. I like it. <laughs> I've said most of this stuff, so I'm just reading till I get to what I need. Take your time. I'll be thinking about Chris Stapleton and Ed Sheeran and, oh, God, I can't say that. Never mind. Blowing and overloading? I was going to say low. (laughs) So the guitar on the song Whatever reminds me of Good God by Korn. It's not a direct match, but you hear Korn's sound Mm -hmm. in that song. That was another one of the bands that he said influences them. That makes sense. They definitely try to keep it mainstream. I don't know. You know, something I thought about that I didn't write down. Yeah. You know how people get all that shit nowadays for being someone that got tribal tattoos and stuff back in the day? Yep. That never really meant anything to anybody. They're just, I'm a frat boy. I'm going to get these tribal tattoos, right? There's no meaning whatsoever behind it. Blake's going to be very offended. <laughs> That's what a lot of this music, I think, will be looked back on. Yes. As. Yes. Right? Yes. So I think it means a great deal to people who were there at the time when it was released. It's just not going to have a whole lot of staying power beyond the heavy hitters. Like I've said in the past, there are there there is an age difference between us. It's not substantial, but you definitely were the demographic for music like this. Yeah, this was prime time for me. I was not. So <laughs> that might make sense now. If, if you enjoy Godsmack, Be sure to hear Big Truck by Cold Chamber, Destroy Everything by Hatebreed, Switchback by Biohazard, and Do You Call My Name by Ra. I could have listed 30 more songs here, but I did not. This is you whittling it down. That's correct. Good job. Shall we get on to the second half of our lists? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right. My next song for top 10 songs that I want played at my funeral is Lazarus by David Bowie. This was the last song that Bowie recorded before his death, and it is very obvious he knows that it's coming. So wrap your mind around that. Brutal. Yeah, first couple lines is look up here, I'm in heaven. Yeah, it's a good song though. But you can you can tell he, he knows that, that it's coming and he's just, there's uncertainty and fear. Fear of the unknown, nobody really knows. Yeah, nobody knows. So what's your next kinda one? Kind of terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> what's your next one? Uh, My next pick is A Glorious Dawn. It's listed on Spotify as being by Carl Sagan because they use his voice throughout. Mm -hmm. Technically, it's by Melody Sheep. They're also using the title of Symphony of Science. The guy who actually does the music, his name is John Boswell. Super talented. Check out all of that stuff anywhere that you can. Anyway, this one's here because Sagan pretty much turned my entire life around. You meet a lot of people in life who seek depth and shallow pools of thought. And for a long time, that was me. I was desperate for deeper meaning until Carl introduced me to the knowable nature of the universe in which we find ourselves. One of my favorite things in life has been driving some of those closest to me nuts with my Carl Sagan impersonation. I hope I'm remembered for that, but more importantly for, as Matt Dillahunty so eloquently put it, wanting to believe as many true things and as few false things as possible. I hope you'll join me in that. What's your next pick? So this is another soundtrack song. This is by Tim Curry from Rocky Horror Picture Show. 
and it's called I'm Going Home. It reminds me a lot of Pink Floyd. It is my favorite song from that soundtrack. And I know you've never seen Rocky. I feel like you're just trying to get me to watch this movie. No. <laughs> you, I think you would like that song. But yes, Shane hasn't seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. But it's it's the song that Tim Curry sings right before he thinks he's going back to his home of transsexual Transylvania. Are you spoiling an entire film here? Yes. <laughs> if you haven't seen it by now, I'm sorry about your life. Anyway... It's well, no need to watch the movie. He's he's crying, and it's one of those he's he's performing in what he thinks is a is a, a room full of people. There's nobody there, so you're welcome. I'm going home by Tim Curry. That was kind of deep. If you hear it, you'll understand more. Yeah, I, it's not on principle that I haven't seen the film. I've just never got around to watching the film. If you made me sit through Finian's Rainbow, which thank you. You should. We should watch. We could have a movie night and watch Rocky Horror Picture Show. When I'm alone, I watch a lot of horror films. Okay. Because my spouse doesn't like to watch horror films; they give her nightmares. Mm -hmm. So that when I'm by myself, I've got this mass amount of horror that I want to watch. I'll still never forgive you for making me sit through the first 15 minutes of Annabelle. <laughs> nope. nope. That's mild. No, you you know my thing about dolls like that. You you prayed on me and was like, I'm going to sit her down and make her watch first 15 minutes. Your wife had to hold my hand. What's the video game? Uh, oh, Until Dawn. No, it's no. not Until Dawn that I'm thinking of. Until there's Dawn uh, ruled. There's one where you're in a house and you're being chased by all these little oh. dolls. Oh, I don't know. They all have different powers. Like there's one where you look at it and it stops moving. Whatever it is, that game can go and die. We're going to play that no, game. We're so. no, we're not. No, we're not. All right, my next pick is Vincent by Don McLean. While this was apparently Tupac Shakur's favorite song, I knew this song long before I knew that fact. Also unsurprisingly, is that this doesn't remind me of my struggles with suicidal ideation. Instead, this song leaves me wrestling with how glad I will always be to have been raised in a home with Barbara, my grandmother, my mom's mom. She's a character to say the least, and left me less afraid to be whoever I actually am inside. This song used to play a lot on the oldies station when we'd be putting jigsaw puzzles together around Christmas time, and I wouldn't be her grandson if I left the earth without paying this bit of beauty forward to the rest of our listeners. That's one of Dad's favorite songs by Don McLean. He was recently playing it before all the, the pandemic hit, and he was like, have you listened to this song? And I'm like, I have this song on vinyl, but he didn't know that. Um, yeah, I agree. Our grandma is quite a character. She's a very interesting lady. Yeah. My next pick is Wake Me Up When September Ends by Green Day. September's here. It's our birthday month. Wake me up. She's looking at me like that was your reminder to buy me a birthday present. <laughs> <laughs> it's our birthday month. Don't forget. Um, I don't know. This this song just has a special place in my heart. You know, the Wake Me Up When September Ends. I, I don't know why. It's always just held a special place in my heart. I was listening to it when I was going through my uh, angsty, angsty years, my dark angsty years. And it, talking about how time passes and over time things change. So Wake Me Up When September Ends by Green Day. What's your next pick? My next pick is Feed Jake by the Pirates of the Mississippi. This is a country song. It was listened to on repeat at my 19th birthday party. My Aunt Jennifer bought a bunch of boons. In spite of these being the days of massive parties, 
we had this pretty intimate gathering with my sisters, my ex-fiance, etc. We all got toasted playing multiplayer for the Nintendo 64's Conker's Bad Fur Day game uh, and listening to this song. It's always done me a lot of good to think back on that moment, and I hope that if I go before everyone else, this song returns that favor for those who were there at the time and helping them remember me. What's your next pick? I said, I Will Follow You Into the Dark by Death Cab for Cutie. Um, This song just reminds me that if anything were to happen to Blue, I would probably not be far behind because I don't don't want to see a future where he's not in it, so... (laughs) Well then. I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna like off myself or anything. I just think, yeah, you're gonna be on suicide watch there, the moment there something is, happens to him. There is some truth that when two people are with each other for so long, and things work so well, and you feel, I don't necessarily believe in the concept of a soulmate. I believe that there are many different people that can work. It's just taking the time to either make them work, or there's an element there that you can't find with anyone else. Blue, blues it for me. So I want to be with him for the rest of my life and i don't want to imagine a world that there that blue isn't in it there are tons of listeners out there like me who've been crushed so many times they're giggling but that's a good that's a very good song okay because you're looking at me like you sure you want to do this no okay yeah just do you believe you you are older at this point you just sound wonderfully naive i would give anything to go back in time would you say that that the concept of a soulmate is real no okay so we agree. I definitely think there are people you meet who you will strike a chord with in a way that's going to be unforgettable. You're saying about living in a world without blue, like without your your significant other. No, I'm saying that I tend to be of the opinion that anyone can crush you. Yeah, <laughs> I know that. My days of thinking I would check out if not for this person, they're behind me because they have to be. And I know you're... You're going for the romantic element yeah, of what you're yeah. saying. No, I, 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 I know that there's there's a possibility that, yeah, my relationship with Blue could not work out. And would I be able to go on living without this person? Absolutely. I would hope that the same would be said for Blue. But if we spend 50 years with each other and this is it, if if this is what fate or whatever some underlying power decides that this is it and we're that old i think my years without him would be a little less significant i can see that so that's that's just what i mean by it i'm not one of these like oh my god i can't live without you know it came across that way no no that's no the reason i was giving you hell no if i have a long fulfilling life with this with this person who i want it to be blue but if it were anyone i would hope that you know a, a i know that a piece of me i wouldn't be complete Ed Sheeran, if you're listening, she's, <laughs> Chris re- she's no, ready to blow. No, Chris Stapleton, call me over Ed Sheeran. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say on that. So what's your next one? Well, then, my next pick is Champagne Supernova by Oasis. Mm. I've loved being a world-renowned seducer of women as a man and all. Suavest motherfucker I know. Yeah. That's a joke, by the way. I know. Just, just joking. <laughs> Mine was too. Some of the best moments of my life were from my teens, long before women really gave me a second look. It's all the hours spent talking nights away at the Yellow House and Justin drunk, high, sometimes both. Uh, One of those nights, Corey and I were alone 
didn't happen a whole lot, but we were sitting outside, stoned out of our minds, and I just remember us watching really strong winds blow these giant tree limbs around through the entirety of this song. We just sat there watching these trees. Are you stoned? Yeah. Okay. I had to ask. And, you know, I'm off in outer space, and I'm used to Corey having a good time and not really... Yeah. He'll throw you a curveball every now and then, and I think that's been missed by most people is... There's some depth there you're not really anticipating. Anyway, we uh, we finished the song. The song finished, and he asked me if I ever felt like two people could ever lose large parts of themselves to the same place in time. Holy hell. Yeah. And 20 years later, I think it's safe to say the answer is and will always be yes, because part of me is still stuck there Yeah. watching those trees, listening to Champagne Supernova with my cousin. What's your final pick? All right, for those of you that may not know, I'm a theatrical person. Couldn't tell by now. <laughs> Something wrong with you. I uh, I grew up doing theater, always performing something of some sort. Like we talked about me at the talent show that I burned video evidence of so that Shane may never see. I don't I honestly don't know where it is. Um, but I did I did theater in high school and then I did theater in college. I was actually I went to college on a theater scholarship. And I just thought this was fitting, not only because I love this band and I love this um, vocalist, but it was just fitting for me. It's The Show Must Go On by Queen because after I'm no after I'm no longer in this world, we are all just a blip on the radar of this very, very long timeline and spectrum. Without me in the world, it's just, it's got to go on, whether we all like it or not. We have our time here and then we're gone. Is that the one you thought I'd pick too? No, I thought you would pick Work Song, honestly. Hozier? Mm-hmm. So, did you pick that one? No. Okay. Yeah, so the show must go on by Queen. It's just empty spaces. What are we living for? That's some Floyd lyrics. Floyd? Floyd. Oh, yeah. I'm wrong. I'm thinking, that. never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It reminded me of what you said when Katie was here. Is such and such the center of the universe or is it in our galaxy? Something like that. The star. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which occurred to me after the fact that the only way we're seeing a singular star is if it's in this galaxy. It couldn't even be in <laughs> my favorite, the Andromeda galaxy because... My favorite part was as soon as you said it, you go, nope. <laughs> <laughs> What's your last pick? My last pick is a song that I wrote called Violent Frailty. I wrote this song for one of my best friends, Amanda, and never told her about it. So if she's listening, this will be news. Not necessarily why this is here, but as a little backstory, uh, she'd spent a long time in an unhealthy relationship, but used to come watch space documentaries and things like that with me. Mm -hmm. My plan was to have her sing it with me on tape, but life did its usual getting in the way. Anywho, when I pass... I hope people hear this song as my message to our species. This is your life. This is the only shot we're guaranteed at realizing our dreams. Step up to the plate. Damn, dog. That's deep. We got deep. I like to go deep. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it for another episode, but... Okay. Lord, if those lyrics... <laughs> what? What lyrics? You're from your song? The My Dick Goes Deep oh, okay. lyrics. All right. Oh, yeah. Okay. You ready to draw for next week? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I felt like I needed to like come back and nope. load that with others. 
Oh, and I get all the shit for making comments like a 12-year-old boy over here. You're just as bad. I just made it sound like <laughs> fucking pushing something I'm not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, listener jam jar. <laughs> here we go. By the way, feel free to give us more suggestions on any social media platform. We are looking, we are listening, and we will make sure you are taken care of. Yeah, we've got quite a few, but we would always like more in this mm -hmm. jar. I'd like to see it about half and half, and yeah, we ain't there yet. Yeah, no. So yeah. feel free to just say anyone that you want to hear. What? So this is a Katie recommendation again? She gave me a, a bunch. Oh my God. All right. Corn. Oh, I'm not mad at that. Me either. Should go without saying. Yep. Now for, well, let's not get it confused. Okay. Now for the real deal jam jar. God damn it. This makes me nervous every time. There's so much in here. I know. Oh, God. Twisted. Twisted. Yeah. That was a you suggestion because it wasn't me. Yeah, I know. Okay. Like I said, there are still a few of our specializations in here. I'm surprised we're pulling so many. Are are they close to the same genre? They're weird. Okay. Twisted is a, they were a rap group signed by Psychopathic Records. Okay. On Insane Clown Posse's label. Okay. It's going it's to be, be a, an interesting week for you, yeah. I have a feeling. And we're going, I assume we're going back to the five albums per artist? Yep. Okay. Just just wanted to make sure, wanted wanted to know what I was getting myself into. This next episode will finish out our bracket of 16 artists before we have to do a special episode and see which of all these artists we've covered takes our top picks, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. So get ready for a... Interesting conversation for sure. Yeah, a different, a different type of format coming up in the future. Yeah, I haven't necessarily had to defend why I feel the way that I do, so it should be interesting. I wouldn't mind doing like a, a loser's bracket of some sort. Mm-hmm. Because there have been some odd versus yeah. things anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think the most perfect versus that we've gotten was uh, Within Temptation and Tool. I think that they really? worked. I think that they worked better than some of the other ones. Uh, JoJo and Britney Spears, maybe. That was a no contest for me. I know, I know. Is there anything we missed talking about? Happy early birthday, Shane. I appreciate you. Again, if you want to get me something for my birthday, just buy my book. And I promise I'm done talking about this it's just i last year for instance mm -hmm. i published 21 books mm -hmm. i do a bunch of journals and poetry collections and that sort of thing this year this is what i've got what is it with us and doing shit in september it's our birthday month i know but like i went to japan last year we bought our house september before last year plan that baby shower for my niece. Why do I do this? Why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> our way of celebrating our birthdays is putting ourselves under more stress. Yeah, that's adulting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what passion does to you. I, I it's worth it though. We both got the passion. It's so worth it. Yeah. Anyway, I hope everyone's having a great week. Um that's going to do it for this week. So come find us online, let us know what you want to hear next because it's what you choose to share that ultimately makes your melody unforgettable. You can email us at rated underscore radio at yahoo.com. And with that, we're gone again until next time. Bye, people.